This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. This podcast brought to you by My Patriot Supply. Did you miss the chance to get a 72-hour emergency food supply with free shipping for just 10 bucks? What's wrong with you? Don't worry. Call 888-411-7440 right now. They have a few left, and they're selling out fast. 888-411-7440. What are you waiting for? A disaster? Do it right now. Welcome to it. Uh, Quentin Tarantino, we haven't talked about this guy much because, frankly, I, just, I can't stand him. Like, I, can't, I can't take it. There's just some stories I can't take. This is one of them. Really? But yet here we are. Here we are talking about him. Uh, he uh, talked uh, yesterday on MSNBC, insisted he's not a cop hater. Okay. Uh, merely had his comments taken out of context. Of course, oh that's always the problem. By those who want to demonize him. That's all. Here he is, talking about it. Were you surprised by the, uh, frankly, the vitriol with which they've responded to those comments? Well, yeah, I was surprised. I was under the impression I was an American and that I had First Amendment rights and there was no problem with me going yeah. to uh, an anti-police brutality uh, protest and, uh, and speaking my mind. And uh, just because I was at an anti-police uh, uh, br- uh, brutality yeah. protest doesn't mean I'm anti-police. There it is. And no, no, uh, basically, there, you know, there was a lot of people at that rally, and we were all crying for, uh, we were crying for a lot of things, but there was one thing in particular, which was stop shooting unarmed people. We want justice, but stop shooting unarmed people. But they don't want to deal with that. They would rather, uh, uh, they would rather start arguments with celebrities than examine uh, the concerns put before them by a citizenry that has uh, lost uh, trust in them. Hey, douchebag, they've been <laughs> examined by the proper authorities, and in almost every case, they weren't just shooting indiscriminately unarmed people. Almost every case. It was 95%, right? 95%, according to the Washington Post. And... You know, this recent spat of killings that has gone on, in one case, uh, we all thought there was something drastically two, wrong. There was two. There was, was one in Eric, what's-his-face. Oh, yeah, yeah, and then the, and the, the guy who got shot yeah. in the back. Yeah. So uh, that, was, that was horrific. It's not that it doesn't happen. Obviously, no, you it can does go out happen. And, and protest uh, those incidents. Um, but, Jeez. you know, let's go through his comments a little bit here. First of all, the First Amendment does not protect you from other people reacting poorly to your, what you say. 
No. That, that's not, the first no, amendment doesn't say you get to say whatever you want and no one gets to react. Nor does it protect a conservative from anything. No. Losing his job, being drummed out of society, being ostracized and demonized forever. Yeah. I and mean, what, come on. What's happened to Quentin Tarantino? A Nothing. threatened boycott by police? Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. Whoa. You know, I mean, uh, it's that, they didn't even do it. <laughs> uh, they haven't even done it yet. I mean, I, I, you know, personally, you know, I'm, I'm very anti-boycott, so, I, you know, it's not my, my, not my way to go. But still, uh, it's a minor uh, thing. In the, it's not like he got arrested. He didn't get, uh, he mm -hmm. didn't get attacked. Didn't get deported, uh, you know, even well, though he should be. You know, people will say, I'm sure, nasty things to him about this. And, mm -hmm. and you, know, that's, you know, no one wants that. Um, but, you know, that's part of what, what happens when you do this. I mean, we certainly get it all the time. Uh, just standing up for things like lower taxes and keeping babies alive. We get threats all the time. Um, so I don't feel bad for him as far as, you know, the fact that he's getting a reaction. Um, and I think you have to understand that it's not just uh, no one believes you. No one believes. Everyone believes what you're saying now is a is a step back. Like, oh well, of course I love police. Of course I do. Of yeah. course well, I do. Crap. Well, I mean, look, you, you can you can say, um, as we did, by the way, uh, that some of these incidents are wrong. You could say that Eric the Eric Garner thing does not look good. You could say the uh, was it Walter Jones? I keep thinking Walter Jones for some reason, but the guy in uh, South in South Carolina. Mm -hmm. You could say, wow, that is horrible. Mm -hmm. Should not have happened. Um, you can criticize individuals, but going to a rally like this, surrounded by a group of people who have done the opposite, you're you are you're you're endorsing what they're doing as well. Um, and not to mention his, you know, the idea that they're going around murdering people and shooting unarmed people. It's just not true. As the Washington Post pointed out, as you said, 95% uh, of people, 95% uh, of the time it wasn't even questionable. The 5% were not murders. The 5% were the ones that were questionable or all the details weren't known. Even if you assume mm -hmm. all of them were murders, you're still at 95%, but it's definitely higher than 95%. Um, so, you know, look, we, we don't want any of these incidents to happen. But to act as if you can come out and criticize a group that is not just criticizing the bad cops. They're criticizing all the cops. They're saying it's a, it's a, a constant um, structural problem with police racism that's causing them to murder unarmed black people for no reason other than their skin color. That is not a, it is not a fundamental problem in this country at this time. No, period. it isn't. Uh, so when you go out there and you, and you endorse those actions, of course the police are going to be pissed off because you're calling them awful. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you're calling them terrible, terrible human beings. So, yeah, they're going to react negatively. Sorry if they don't go see your next movie. Still, he had more. Way, they, they're uh, being inflammatory. They're slandering me. I'm not a cop hater. Uh, but right. Patrick Lynch, uh, that's the way they attack me, is calling me a cop hater. Oh, no. That's the way uh, that Milwaukee County Sheriff uh, David out. Clark, who's on Fox all the time, says that I'm uh, uh, putting police in danger by you standing are. up for the rights of unarmed citizens who yeah. have been killed by the police. But at the same time, they say that about anybody who acknowledges that there's a problem in law enforcement in this country right now is considered by law enforcement part of the problem, whether that be me, whether that be Bill de Blasio, whether that be President Barack Obama, who, in the case of both Patrick Lynch and David Clark, have accused all three of us of this of this action. They want to demonize me. They want to slander me, say, uh, imply that I'm saying things that I didn't say. Um, and then, uh, uh, but and for what reason? Can, can and I, the re well, the reason is because they want me to shut up, and they want to make sure that no no other people camera. like me, prominent <laughs> citizens, will stand up for that side. 
Uh, I got news for you, Quentin, and this is going to come probably as a big shock to you. I, I, I didn't think he, he wouldn't know that, but no one gives a crap what you think about this stuff. Thank you. If you mm -hmm. it, it, no one is going to come. No one's dying to know what Quentin Tarantino thinks about this issue. The reason why people are reacting is because you went to a rally and made public comments and endorsed this group's actions. I don't even care what the douchebag thinks about movies. I, I'm, I've, yeah. got, I've got so little interest in Quentin Tarantino. It's like yeah. it, it can't get any lower. Like, like Barack Obama. You know what? Get people are lower. trying to read into what Barack Obama thinks all the time. We're trying to figure out what his motivations are. He's the president of the United States. We, we, do, we do that. Yeah. Uh, however, Quentin Tarantino... I mean, here's how disinterested I am in Quentin so. Tarantino. <laughs> Even when this cop stuff came out and it, yeah, it talked about it white supremacy and all that nonsense, I didn't click on a single story. Yeah, I didn't either. That's how little Quentin Tarantino matters in my life. I don't think I've ever seen a single one of his movies, and I'm going to continue know. that boycott throughout the rest of my life. Well, yeah, I, have I don't, seen I don't yeah, like enjoy. him. I don't like his movies. I'm not interested in his bloodbath every single time. I haven't seen. I don't think I've seen a single. Well, they're Quentin probably Tarantino. All they're all rated R. So not. there's um, nothing I'm interested in in Quentin Tarantino's life, and I think the vast majority of Americans feel that way. What a self-important douchebag. Well, certainly what his a, personal oh, come life. on. His personal life and political views, nobody cares about at all. No, but I mean, his no. movies, he, he does things that I think are, you know, I think he's a talented director. He's, he's got a really odd way of looking at things, and sometimes mm -hmm. it comes out really cool. Some of his movies I do like. I do, too. Um, you know, I, I mean, I th but that... But, you know, but, that doesn't free you from criticism no. when you come out and say, you know, cops are murderers and there's a, a real problem in the country no, with I, white sure, supremacy. Obviously, he's sold some tickets to movies. Some people yeah, care. Sure. The vast majority of Americans have never seen a movie of his. The vast majority of Americans. There's 320 million well, of us. The ones who have. Maybe 10 million have seen a movie of his. Who gives a rat's ass about t well, Quentin Tarantino? Uh, he, Shut up. He, <laughs> <laughs> Douchebag! I, mean, I do like your dismissal I of him. I, I do appreciate I do too, it. I I what a self-important douchebag! Oh, oh, there's no Clearly. doubt about oh that. Oh my gosh! He but just I thinks I have enjoyed, have, have enjoyed yeah. some of his work, and I'm pretty sure more than yeah. 10 that's fine. I mean, yes, I, yeah. I, I doubt it. Do the math. Do the math on his movies. How much money they bring in? Does he ever have a super huge smash? A two hundred million dollar movie? Uh, no way. Yeah, you know, he's yeah. had some pretty big successes. A $200 million uh, movie for Quentin Tarantino. I don't know, the Kill let, Bill see. series, Inglorious Bastards, Django Unchained. Django, yes. Let's, Pulp, uh, Pulp Fiction, Reservoir well, Dogs, Pulp Fiction may be... I mean, Quins are all like Ugh. cult classics. Yes, it, that, I will say that's not cult good. movies. They're not movies that make a lot of money. Okay, Most, director. Here we go. Director, here's his rundown. Django, uh, yeah. Uh, you have the box office number? Yeah, I'm working on it here. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Adjusted for ticket. Fire. Okay, here we go. Uh, yeah, here we go. Django Unchanged, 162 million. That's more than I thought. Yeah. Uh, but it's not 200 million. That's true. Uh, Inglorious Bastards, 120 million. Not 200 million. Grindhouse, 25, which I don't know. Grindhouse yeah. made 25 million. I don't know what that, was. that was the one. I remember the poster. It had a woman with a uh, machine gun for a leg. Yes, right. yes, you're right. right. Kill is, Bill. This, is this uh, U.S.? Yeah, uh, yes, just okay. U.S. Kill Bill. Okay. Um, Kill Bill, 66 and 70. <laughs> Jackie Brown, 39. Pulp Fiction, 107, although 1994. 
And Reservoir Still. Dogs only two point eight million. Here, Coop Reservoir Dogs. No, well, that was not a big movie. Which people talk about, oh, but like it, crazy. But two point eight million. Yeah, yeah, again, like Reservoir Dogs is. A I movie mean, I knew it that, wasn't a blockbuster, right. but I'm blown away that it was only two point eight. Yeah, I mean, Reservoir Dogs. Wow. It's, it, it is a movie that has made a lot of. These movies have made a lot of money yeah, over time, over, over other things. Sure, but, but adjusted for inflation, to I mean, if you want to be fair, Pulp Fiction two hundred and eleven million. No, I don't want to be fair. I don't want to be fair. He's a Lion sack of douchebag. He crap. certainly would I give you that break. I no, he would not. <laughs> He's never had a two hundred million dollar movie. Now worldwide, he has uh, he, uh, Django Unchained four hundred twenty-five million, Inglorious Bastards three twenty-one, Pulp Fiction two thirteen. Oh, sure, all the douchebags in Europe are going to his. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, he's only he's only directed eight movies. Wow, really? Eight. Um, you know, wow. they, they've come out uh, eight in twenty like some odd years. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, he's twenty-three years. Yeah, so. I mean, look, I, I, you know, I'm not going to completely dismiss everything he's ever done in, in his movies. And I think it's fair for you to do that, by the way. I, I don't think right. a lot of his, I think a lot of, he is very, he, as a person who actually appreciates some of his work, I still think he's overrated. Oh, my gosh, I mean, yes. I, you know, look, he, he, like, yeah, he, he does do some, I think, some cool things in movies. And, and he is a pretty, you know, really creative guy. Mm. Uh, and he's obviously a bizarre guy, just judging by the interview. He Very can't even bizarre. look at the camera. Yeah. The um, only person that really cares about what he has to say is, is him. him. Yeah. And he, he's, him. yeah, yeah, he's, he's yeah. And, and, hard, and, and people like, you know, like, uh, what's his face on MSNBC? It might be really nice if he was going to go to one of these rallies and, and babble on end, endlessly on MSNBC. He might look into a single fact on some of these shootings. And he might understand the fact, and maybe even read the Washington Post, stop, which yeah. is one of his own kinds of he newspapers. Just wants it to stop. Just look into the facts of what you're talking about, and stop with the madness that police, white police, are indiscriminately shooting down unarmed blacks just for fun and racism. It's yeah. so stupid, and it is endangering police. Police have been killed. Uh, since yes. all of this madness has gone on, uh, and it and it does look like it's in response to some of this n nonsense. So oh you you might want to be a little more responsible than that. And he has not a single fact. Uh, he doesn't know that Michael Brown wasn't just gunned down in the street. He doesn't care. He doesn't, he doesn't, care. Care. Yeah, he doesn't know Martin a single fact. Trayvon Martin, same people. thing. And it wasn't a white guy, and it wasn't a cop. <laughs> cop. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, none of that matters. None of that's going to matter. Um, yeah, no, I think you're right. Although I will say the weird, one of those, one of the strangest twists is this one cop who's uh, was apparently he was like held as a hero, shot down in in, in, yeah. in the line of duty, and now they're saying no, actually he killed oh, himself in yeah. an elaborate yeah. suicide because he apparently yeah. had all sorts of. Uh, accusations of embezzling. They had a manhunt um, going on for the three yeah, guys that they said killed really this guy. That's really a crazy story. story. I haven't read it all. Um, I was listening to a couple of the reports. It was like, what? Yeah, yeah it, it really weird. is a crazy story. And look, this is the thing. That does happen. Yeah. You lose credibility when you yeah. come out and you say it's an endemic problem of white supremacy. Mm -hmm. That's just stupid. Okay, it's stupid. It ruins your argument. But there are bad cops. This guy seems like he was one of them. There's bad everything. There's bad plumbers. Yeah, thank you. You know? Yeah. I mean, there's uh, bad uh, there's, there's television bad hosts. talk show people. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, awful ones. You know, I give you awful. this. Look at that. I mean, that's disgusting. Uh, come on. Uh, come on. <laughs> and you might want to turn on your microphone as well. I mean, that's what we're talking about. Very bad. You can't, you can't even turn on his... You can't even turn your mic on to defend yourself. That's how bad of a host you are. And what time do they bury you on? 
on weekends? It's like a, one in the morning. Uh, I think it's from 3.15 to 3.45. Oh, there we go. That looks much mm-hmm. better. Now people can actually watch. <laughs> uh, 6 a.m., by the way, uh, Blaze Radio Network. Jeff don't, Fisher don't does the show. Your, your, I am, your I'm a supporter. I, as you know, a supporter <laughs> your pity of, your, of, your, uh, of your program. Big supporter. <coughs> oh my, How many I times mean, have you listened? Have you got up? Got oh, up I'm up every day. And every, listen to that. I'm oh, up every no day. Look, mm-hmm. look, it's uh, tough to get up sometimes for some people. You can download it at any time. Right, that's what I do. Is I a lot of times we'll get the podcast because I'm not always up at 6 a.m. on uh, Saturdays. Yeah, but I always listen to the podcast because it's important (laughs) to me. I want to be supportive (laughs) to my coworkers. Oh my gosh! Mm -hmm. So our sponsor this half hour is, of course, our friends at My Patriot Supply. They send you bags like this. These bags are very easy to make into delicious food. You now know what's Jeffy, good about that? A lot of times won't take the time to put the water in and just, just throw the whole bag down his gullet. Oh, I'm sure it tastes fine that way as well. Yeah, it does. Because it mixes with the saliva <laughs> right. and eventually turns it's into It's not food. that bad. No. Well, there's a lot of saliva in there, too, I think. <laughs> oh, uh, my gosh. I mean, it's, Let's not even talk things about Things working it. overtime. And the good thing about these little pouches is they're not uh, giant containers full of wheat and yeah. barley. You can and, fit them in an easy place. Yeah. They, they, you know, they're protected. They won't have bull needles in them. What is a bull weasel? <laughs> just an icky bug that gets into your food when you leave it stored someplace. Like, you never uh, bull weasels? Like a no. hot and humid Houston garage. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't turn out well. And then the, the rat feces is also pleasant. So Yeah. Oh, that, uh, boil, that boils right out. There. It boils right <laughs> out. You don't have to worry about any of this. And right now, the great deal is you can get a two-week emergency food supply for only 50 bucks by calling 888 893 793 They even ship it right to your home for free. That uh, is nice because you don't yeah. have to worry about it. Then is that like one of those things where you, you call and be like, that's $50 for two weeks. Oh, the shipping is $375. <laughs> right. That kind of stuff happens uh, all the time. It does. It, it does. does. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's actually a, a good idea if you don't no, mind. I, don't forget the handling for another $99.95, Handling? That's not involved in the price. Like, that doesn't include it <laughs> no, in the price. It? I mean, you have to get yes, it. You handle it? You picked it up and put it into a box? And then that, you, you really? take the box up and you're charging for that? <laughs> I don't even understand it. Uh, well, you know, my Patriot Supply uh, doesn't either. Uh, that's why they're not charging you for it. Uh, it's free, and it's only available if you call 888-893-7953. 888-893-7953. It's two weeks of food, 50 bucks, limit two orders per household. Awesome. Call now, 888-893-7953. It's My Patriot Supply. This podcast brought to you by My Patriot Supply. Did you miss the chance to get a 72-hour emergency food supply with free shipping for just 10 bucks? What's wrong with you? Don't worry, call 888-411-7440 right now. They have a few left, and they're selling out fast. 888-411-7440. What are you waiting for? A disaster? Do it right now. 888-411-7440. This is great. Oh, man. Will the madness never stop? Yes. Yes. It will not. It will never stop. It will never stop. Wait, I don't know. No. Nah, is I, that what you were saying? Yes, I was saying it will never stop. Okay. That's what and I was trying you're to say. right. The bad one. You're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee is offering... This is a real thing. Voice feminization therapy for male students claiming to be transgender women. Oh, good. That's to help them with, uh, live their gender identities. 
good. So that's beautiful. Jeffy, you you <clears throat> can tell when you hear Jeffy's voice that he's gone through this. I've really uh, <laughs> been a long time. That's one of the unlike time. anorexia. You didn't conquer conquer that. No. Well, I did at the time. And then it goes away. You got to practice. Oh, okay. You got to practice. This is part of the university's transitioning at UWM resource. The university <laughs> encourages students to utilize. Do they really have this many students that are going through gender identity problems? Come on. I mean, until recently, this was a pretty rare occurrence. Is it everywhere now? Is there like, a, like a thirty percent of the population going through gender identity crises? To Stu's point, uh, the other day, I know that it feels like it, but it does I mean we don't have the numbers? I bet the numbers are like zero. I mean, it's got to be pretty low. Come on! Yeah, I mean, we're just talking about every single case, and not to mention the other thing is the people who are involved in the movement. Like, I'm not talking about like you know someone who's going through something, um, but generally speaking, people who are activists are now attempting to uh, stir things up. You know, they're seeing their, their ability to win lawsuits in court. They're mm. trying to cause, uh, you know, conflict to change these laws, to get uh, concessions from businesses, to get concessions from government. And so now these are becoming larger stories rather than, yeah, one person's going through something. They're trying to figure themselves out, uh, and uh, yeah. they're in the process of doing so. That's not, that's not a story. We don't hear about right. those people. Right. I mean, there's obviously a lot of those people. We've had them call in before. Conservatives tell you, oh, look, I know this is uh, different, but I, this is, I've gone through this in my life. Uh, and they're like, you know, but that, by that being said, I want low taxes. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's like, well, well we, we don't also, hear those people don't become. We also students. had an employee here that, that felt, uh, I guess, some manly tendencies mm -hmm. growing up as a, as a girl and a woman. Mm-hmm. Right? And right. she openly discussed that. Yes, she she talked about uh, how grateful she is that she fought through that, stayed in the gender that was given her at birth, and has, you know, gone on to a, uh, a really good life as a woman where she began. I mean, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's an amazing situation to me because I... Until, like until the last couple of years, again, it, you just never heard of this stuff, and, and now it's everywhere. Voice feminization therapy for male-to-female transgender clients is uh, offered by UWM Speech and Language Clinic, and uh, it's to help them live their gender identities. The school also offers gender therapy for trans students uh, and recommendations for students seeking hormone therapy. The university also, wow, what, a, what an inclusive school this is. This it is, is great it's very inclusive. The university also has over 50 gender-inclusive restrooms on campus and guarantees students the right to use any bathroom they please. Transgender students are encouraged not to, quote, feel limited to using gender-inclusive ones alone, unquote. Students using recreation center locker rooms are similarly encouraged to use whichever locker room most aligns with their gender identity right. and comfort levels. There is no recipe for disaster there. Levels. Yeah. No one else's comfort levels matter. matter. Just, just that person. God, what? The university also states uh, as fact that there is no cure for transgender people. Claiming the most reputable medical and psychotherapeutic groups encourage being true to your gender identity. 
as well, opposed it's to interesting being true because to your biology. The suicide rate goes sky high once they've had the true gender transformation. It's much higher after the transformation than it is before. So what are they being? I, I don't know. It's a, it's it's a tough amazing. one. I, I mean, it's I, a I tough mean, one. I know of one person who went through the entire surgery. Yeah. Uh, to become uh, uh, is that uh, Jeff Lena? Fe <laughs> female to male. Mm -hmm. Female and to male. Female to male. So wow, they had and, a, a uh, unit added. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, happy as a little clam. Really? Yeah. Life is all good. Really? Good. Life is all good. Well, Digging being a man. Obviously, you can do. I always thought that <laughs> she always thought. He would, she was a he. I mean, I'm, and now is yeah. right. Yeah, I mean, I, what I'm fascinated about are things like this because I, we've been through all, all these, obviously these conversations for years. Right, They've been, yeah. you know, it's been going on for a long time. But like, the point of it typically is, gender is unimportant. Stop putting people in these these things. It's just, it's just you know, look, we are all who we are, and we can be whoever we want to be, and. Blah, 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 which, okay, uh, let's accept that on its premise for a moment here. Why then are you offering a course in voice feminization? Mm -hmm. If you are who you are, why are you changing your voice? <laughs> like, I don't, I, I, it's a good question. I don't, it is I don't understand question. that because it seems like there's a simultaneous effort to say gender is unimportant. Target no more identifying what gender should be at the kids' mm -hmm. clothes. It's just clothes for kids, right? And toys. And toys for children. Yes, the princess toy yep. could be a boy toy. That's the way. That's that's right. the way it goes. Right. At the same time, there's this incredible focus on gender in which you say, um, uh, "Well, you have to change your voice. You have to change your your junk. You have to change. You have to be able. You have to dress a certain way." At the same time, like, you know, you think about, like, who's the ultimate people who are constantly saying things like this? Hollywood, they constantly press, uh, you know, are constantly telling us gender doesn't matter. Gender is not one of those things. It's, it's liquid. It doesn't, it's nothing. And then yet, where do I see a Best Actor and Actress award given away every single year? Best Supporting Actor, Best Supporting mm -hmm. Actress. It's like, the, it's it's such a weird thing they're doing. It's like focus on it all the time, but don't focus on it. It's not important. But focus on it all the time, but don't you dare focus on it. Yeah, it's so it's so weird. It's, it's like a hypocr hypocrisy of the yeah. Left. I think it doesn't. The point is, it do, uh, the consistency doesn't matter. Yeah, it, it has nothing to not do to with that. They're not trying to make a consistent argument. It's just be outraged at people you don't think you don't agree with. Yeah, <laughs> and they do that well. They do that well. Uh, now, all of a sudden, black American, uh, black American is seeking refuge, refugee status in Canada because police are racist. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Canada's Immigration and Refugee Board in Vancouver is currently looking at a case of a New York native, Kyle Canty, to determine if he qualifies for asylum in the country. They must have a pretty loose standard for asylum in Canada. We can if only they're hope even that considering he qualifies. It. Yeah, if they're even considering it, I mean, you might want to check into your refugee status <laughs> standards because uh, they're garbage. The board has heard his complaints about lawless targeting and harassment by police. Uh, his plea dramatically included references to the recent incidents of alleged police brutality in America. So it's not happening to him, but he sees this happening all over, and now he needs to go to Canada. I, I can't I, really... I don't know what it is today. I can't take it. I can't take it. I can't talk about it anymore. I can't take it. Can't take it. America, I can't take it. No. More Pat and Stu, though, coming up.
Did you know that lame, trash, third world, and politi politically correct are microaggressions? Yes. Did you know that? Yes. I've said that for years. Okay. And there's another thing. Microaggression. <laughs> Shut up. Not a thing. <laughs> Shut up. Not a thing. Do program. Mm -hmm. Is, are we supposed to keep going? Yeah, I would. Okay, okay good. I would. Uh, so, wonderful world of Sue this past uh, weekend. We did a uh, yeah, we did a nice show. We do a show every week. That airs on Friday nights, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, on this network. So, like, mm -hmm. you don't even have to change the channel. If you happen right. to be watching on Dish or Cablevision or any one of the like, hundred cable systems we have now around the country, you just leave it here all day. And, you know, obviously, you don't want to turn the channel. You can turn it off or mute it or turn it dark when Jeffy comes on. Um, mm -hmm. And we we'll try to blur the screen for you just to, you know, you see, don't have to deal with that. <laughs> see, there you are, Jeffy. That's, if you see That's that. you, blurred. That's Jeffy. It's a, I right can now. see a little too much detail, to be honest. I'd like to a little bit Jeffy more. Cam. Jeffy Cam. I like now, we don't even, it's yeah. not just blurring just his face. It's just blurred the whole thing now. That's great. No, no, that's funny. Now you can't move out of the blurring frame. It's not funny as much as necessary, uh, <laughs> is what it is. Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, huh. you know, it's uh, it's an important thing that we do here on the program. We actually have a uh, Al Gore monologue coming up this uh, weekend. I think you'll enjoy that quite a bit. Uh, one of his big claims going down in flames mm -hmm. yet again. Good. Mm -hmm. uh, I like to do that. And uh, we also uh, are taking on a little bit of this police uh, situation. Um, one of the We talked to a guy who actually directed a documentary and it's it's an interesting thing glenn's kind of covered this a little bit on this on not police brutality <clears throat> but uh as much as uh, the sort of militarization aspects of the police now you know i tend to be pro-police on pretty much every issue um but it's i think this is an interesting argument because uh, it, it goes to um the average everyday conservatives struggle with um believing certainly in the police and believing that they're generally good people who are doing things and that are th that are good and not going around murdering uh, black people for no reason, at the same uh, same issue, there is that issue of smaller government and wanting government to do less. Uh, you know, do you bring in a SWAT is a SWAT team um, as frequently as you know they they do today? Um, I think generally speaking, uh, the answer to that is you know you, you don't want them to overdo it. Um, but you want them to have the tools that they need because sometimes they can be outgunned. And that does not seem like, a, a, you know, you want to put anybody in that position, especially, you know, some of our best uh, that are in law enforcement. Um, the movie is interesting. It, it's um, the guy I talked to is he directed a documentary um, about a case in which a, um, a guy was a police officer, started the SWAT teams in his area. He actually was the founder, essentially, of, of SWAT teams back in the day. Um, and later on, uh, after he had retired, his stepson, I believe it was, uh, was uh, in a standoff with police and a SWAT team. And uh, that wound up going uh, pretty badly uh, for the gentleman, uh, who was not uh, seemingly a very good guy. Uh, but the question was, did he need to be killed in this assault? This is what happened. Obviously, he was, uh, he was shot. 
Um, and so there's that. He is now become obsessed with trying to piece this together as to should the police have done this or not. Um, and so it's a really interesting look at it, and they, I think they give uh, both sides of it pretty well. So that's going to be on a wonderful world of stew this weekend. Uh, this past weekend, we uh, what we went to talk, talked about boobs. Um, I mean, now we're discussing a program that people will watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't care about police. Uh, come on, that's stupid. Uh, but boobs, they'll tune in for that. Uh, so uh, we did. We, we talked about boobs in kind of a different way. Watch the female breast. I've heard that featuring the female breast in programming leads to higher ratings, so I'm jumping on the bandwagon. The female breast is awesome. The entire capitalist system is designed essentially to draw you nearer to the female breast. It really is. We have a multi-trillion dollar economy with farming, cultivation, preservation, shipping, stores, recipes, ovens, seasonings, and cutlery, all to get nourishment into your belly. Something in certain situations, the female breast just pulls off without even thinking about it. And essentially for free, too. Of all the amazing things the body does, feeding other humans, it's pretty much at the top of it. The fact that it's possible is pretty ridiculous. And, of course, that knowledge makes it completely okay to berate any mother who isn't breastfeeding. Right? I mean, breastfeeding is natural. And natural is always better. So next time you see a bottle-feeding mother, feel free to throw something at them. Something heavy. For some reason, that seems to be the way our culture is heading. The I'm better than you because I'm more natural than you phenomenon is not one of our better traits as a society. I mean, exhibit A has to be this nonsense. But we can all agree that breast is best, right? If you breastfeed, your kid has a lower chance of childhood obesity. We'll have less infections, have a higher IQ, have less cancer. We'll bond with mommy, make more money later in life, and of course, won't die. I mean, Michael Bloomberg wanted to force moms to do it by locking up formula. And who knows more about motherhood than Michael Bloomberg? There are many studies that purport to show the benefits of breast over formula, but they suffer from a massive chicken and egg problem. Is it the breast milk itself, or is it the fact that mothers who breastfeed tend to be richer, better educated, healthier, and have higher IQs themselves? For example, does an adult earn more money later in life because of milk they stopped drinking two decades earlier, or are they more successful because they had parents with resources that focused on education and had better genes to begin with? Luckily, there have been some studies that were able to remove these biases by randomizing participants and studying siblings who were and were not breastfed. One of these studies was able to find a small difference in the occurrence of eczema and diarrhea for infants. Let's take a quick break to hope that this is the only time the word diarrhea is uttered on this network today. But the studies also tested for all those other factors that you hear about all the time. They looked at allergies, height, weight, blood pressure, dental issues, asthma, emotional problems, child behavior, interaction with other kids, hyperactivity, and mother-child connection. And they found something amazing. Nothing. No difference at all. Listen to the summary of the data. Once you compare siblings where differences among mothers are fully adjusted for, 
you no longer see any positive impacts of breastfeeding. No longer see any benefits at all. They couldn't even find the positive outcome with diarrhea, which technically, I guess, diarrhea is never a positive outcome. And now I've said diarrhea again. I apologize. One of the things that humans do worst is challenge their own preconceived ideas. Yet when it comes to breastfeeding, the science doesn't really show any significant benefit for doing it. In other words, someone who fights to make bottle feeding a baby more difficult while they fight to make killing a baby easier is completely insane. I'm looking at you, Michael Bloomberg. Look, there's definitely nothing to say that breastfeeding is bad. If you want to do it, go ahead, do it. It can be great. Keeping a person nourished for free with nothing but a body part is freaking awesome. It truly is an amazing God-given human achievement. But there are benefits to bottle feeding as well, because it's not just the baby that's important here. A mom who fights through the most difficult physical experience of her life might not benefit from sleeping for only two hours at a time for weeks on end afterwards. Possible symptoms of such a strain on mom include the potential for postpartum depression, increase in the likelihood of other illnesses, and driving the dad completely freaking insane. It's also easier to manage the exact amount of food your baby is getting with a bottle, to get them on a schedule, to avoid the sometimes painful act of feeding, and to stop the dad from being driven completely freaking insane. And speaking of dad for just a second, feeding time is bonding time. I don't have any science to back that one up, but I believe it to be true. So is it so bad for the dad to be able to participate a bit more while the mom gets a well-deserved night's sleep? If breastfeeding is right for you, awesome. Yay, you! The good news, though, is that if health issues or choice or whatever makes you decide to go with the bottle, celebrate the fact that the best science shows that you're not the devil. So to review, despite everything in the media... Science can't detect any significant benefit to breastfeeding versus bottle feeding. So how about this? Don't throw things at bottle feeding moms. And finally, the female breast is awesome. I think we've proven that. Patents do. 888-727-888-727-B-E-C-K. We were just kind of uh, talking about uh, breastfeeding again a little bit after uh, the wonderful World of Stew segment mm-hmm. that Stu walked us through. I, I will say this, and, and this is a fact. When you breastfeed, the baby's poop doesn't stink. <laughs> <laughs> okay? So that, that is a definite... That's pretty amazing. That's, that's a, a big definite benefit. plus. The science plus. does not detect that. They, did, uh, they, they had no didn't, study they didn't on that at all. That, huh? <laughs> that's a, the minute you start them on formula, <laughs> all bets are off. It's and then when you introduce food... Yeah, my daughter was the only one that was breastfed, so yeah, that's right. It is right. Really? That's, 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 yeah, it that is, is right. Is, and it's it's an interesting phenomenon. And, it, you know, it's I mean, it is a plus. And I, I, sure. My right. feeling has always been, and, and Jackie hasn't breastfed every time, um, but uh, 
But yeah, I, I think it is better. Some kids don't go for it. I think it, it is better. And uh, but I don't cast Gator or Yeah, I think that's what that's all, know. that's the big thing I, you know, wanted to get to on that one is cuz I there's that there's that growing thing that's going on I think with that process, which is like you're not a good mom if you don't yeah, do bull, the things right. that that's like you bull. get that from it's breastfeeding all the way down to cloth diapers <laughs> these days. Oh I mean, it's, it's everything yeah. every no choice a mom makes. Way. Is no like way. They, they get castigated for it these yeah. days. It's like, are we living in the dark ages? Yeah, it, we, it, no, it, it, no reason to do cloth. No, I mean, no reason. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, they, you know, and the benefits of, I mean, even if you think they're exactly the same, you know, the benefits of breastfeeding are you're producing food for a human being right. without having to go to the store, mm-hmm. without having to provide. I mean, a lot obviously, cheaper, man. Formula it's a expensive. lot cheaper. It's really expensive. Yeah, so, yeah. This much is a thirty-dollar supply of oh. uh, formula. We started doing it's when, ridiculous when, when we had uh, we had the uh, some of the pre-made bottles. Mm-hmm. So it comes as a, a, a already oh, made wow. liquid, and then you just wow. screw the thing on the top. Yeah. It was about fifty thousand dollars a bottle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. approximately stuff. Uh, fifty thousand dollars a bottle. Think, both of them, Elvis and Max, was like, like I think the Similac with iron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Similac and oh Infamil or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. It might have been under fifty grand, just but slightly. It wasn't like much. if you mix it, it's a little. It, the you know you can get the cost down, but like when you want convenience, I used to mix, uh, mix it with whiskey just yeah. for fun. Right, just, you know that's the, the only kids way. Are kids hilarious are. when they're it's funny. Uh, it's kids funny. Kids would only drink the mix <laughs> with whiskey. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's uh, uh, it's uh, it's an interesting thing. I you know I think rum is is going to be typically a better. Do you think so? Better mix there. Okay, well, you know, maybe a little Kahlua. We'll have our preferences. Kahlua would be delicious. Oh, man. That's the way to go. Bailey's. Bailey's and cream. Basically, a, that stuff smells Bailey's. great. Oh, yeah. yeah, it does. It smells it great. Nasty. Well, that's the thing. Does is it that, really? Ugh. It tastes nasty? I don't like that. Well, I, yeah, I don't, oh, wow. I'm not a hot. I mean, I, I don't want my alcohol. I've never hot. tasted it, but it Freaks. sure smells good. It smells like hot well, chocolate or something. Well, because the other thing, too, is they now have a lot of other things that are flavored. They don't taste like the alcohol, but they taste right. like the general vibe of the alcohol. You yeah. know, like uh, you know, like the Jack Daniels Grill they have at uh, was it Fridays has that. Yeah, you know, yes. like that yes. type of stuff. I love like, that stuff. You get a little bit of the taste, but without the actual alcohol. Right. And right. Uh, that's because there are Bailey's uh, flavored other things, uh, and uh, you, can, mm. you can get those. Try those out. Maybe that's a good spoons we should do. <laughs> yes, that's maybe it is. It's not a good idea to me. Gotcha. <laughs> Where is this? Oh, I mean, here we are talking about alcohol. Mm. Where's the Hello? alcohol? Where is it? Mm-hmm. Mm. That's probably not a good thing probably not. for you to ask. No, 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 it probably isn't. <laughs> uh, from CBS News, five people stabbed at uh, UC Merced, uh, suspect shot and killed by police. Classes have been canceled for the day at uh, University of California Merced due mm. to a stabbing on campus. According to tweets from the school, a stabbing was reported at classrooms and uh, the classrooms and office building on campus. Uh, shortly after 8 o'clock, Yesterday morning, police say the suspect was shot and killed. Five people stabbed, two airlifted, while the uh, other three were treated on campus, all victims said to be conscious. Are we going to have a five-day waiting period on, on knives? I hope so. Are we going to get the knives out? I hope so. Let's get the knives. Let's take the well, knives from people. And spoons, Jeffy. I'm sorry. All cutlery. Yeah. I know spoons are your favorite thing. Ooh, but why? Uh, but you can but choke people. With you can choke people. And you chew. You, mm-hmm. you, yeah. you eat so much so fast with yeah. them. So, um, do you think, I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, school, this is a, a theory in progress, so I, <laughs> I hesitate to say that I'm actually right on this, but I was thinking about it, and tell me, if, tell me where I'm wrong. Every time something like this happens in a school, 
it is now a national news story. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a, a shooting in a school, a stabbing in a school, uh, some sort of uh, incident in a school, it's a national news story. And, of course, obviously, you know, it, there's, a, there's an element of, okay, this is an innocent place where you're supposed to go and learn and some terrible tragedy happens to someone. Obviously, it's understandable that people would, would focus on it. But my belief is that it's, be, it's more of a story now because of essentially Columbine. You know, we've had these big school shootings over the years, and we are tying between Columbine and all the others. We're, every time something happens in a school, our mind goes there. Mm-hmm. Our mind goes to this terrible tragedy where 30, or th- it was 13 people, I guess, were killed in Columbine. But a, a lot of people get killed, mm-hmm. um, Virginia Tech being the worst one, I think, still, of, of all of them. Um, but these, these type of incidents, a stabbing, a, sh- a shooting, um, have been happening forever in schools but where they were happening were generally in inner city schools where their Mm -hmm. violence was higher there i mean we those stories were on the news locally all the time and now because uh you know again the theory goes because they're happening in um more rural areas where everyone's supposed to be protected the you know it's a bigger deal and I think the left seizes on these things because they want to blame guns or, in this particular case, knives uh, for the violence. But it's like, well, this stuff was happening. It is, it's always happened. There's always been, in every situation, from libraries to stores to post offices to schools, there's always been violence has to happen somewhere. We know it happens. It has to happen in a location. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and school being the one you want to prevent it the most because our kids are innocent and they're there. But, you know, there's a difference between Columbine and a, a, a fight between two kids that winds up blowing up into someone getting killed. No, they're yeah. both tragic and horrible, yeah. but it's, it's a different thing. And to focus on it now signifies either you don't care as much about the inner city or you are just trying to exploit an agenda against guns. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of, does that make sense at all? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you yeah, saying it, it, it does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And, and I, I think that's, I think it's obvious. Well, because the, 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 the media does this. Um, Mother Jones has been trying to pull this off, saying there's been like 165 school shootings since, uh, you know, um, uh, the, the one in Connecticut. Uh, Sandy, yeah, a lot of those are, are a lot of them gang are bangers and yeah. all that stuff. Uh, you know, God, if, if in this up. inner city Chicago, Jeez. a gang member shoots another gang member mm-hmm. within three miles they use of that. a school, they count that. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's not and, what you're thinking about when you're thinking school shootings. And by the way, what happened to the guy walking down the street with a rifle shooting people in a was it San Diego neighborhood the other day? Oh, yeah. What a terrible what, story. A terrible story, but it just went away. It, it, the the shooter must not have fit a profile or something. Mm. I, he must not fit nicely and neatly into that agenda because they dropped it. Can I mean, you, can uh, you find a suspect on that? Do we have a suspect? Or um, I guess he's dead, right? I, I think he got shot so, by who, police. Yeah, killed him. Which is usually when that happens, you find but, out who it is. But a rifle was used. Yeah. I, I mean, you would think they'd be all over that no. because oh, he used a semi-automatic rifle. These are the kinds of things an AR-15. It's an it's an assault weapon. I, I haven't heard any of that stuff. Yeah. None of it. So who was the guy? They dropped that a little too quickly. Yeah, um, uh, that's interesting. I'd like to know. Um, and, yeah. and that was a really t- a terrible story in which they... Terrible the, story. The, the biker was the worst. Yeah. The guy oh, bike, bicycle... Taking Begged a bicycle for his life. Begged for his life. The guy shot, shot him anyway. And again, a lot of this, I think, comes back to, you know, there's a new study that just came out saying that, like, it looks like the media 
coverage of this is actually inspiring more. It's actually almost like it's contagious. Do. Yesterday we talked about uh, some of the problems Europe is facing, uh, or actually it was uh, earlier this morning on radio, and we were, uh, I, I don't know how Europe gets out of this. I, I don't know how anybody does, like they're going frankly. to. This is a tough one, man. This is, you know, you, you want to be, and I think we might have even talked about this on Patents Stew yesterday as well, right? Because uh, uh, it is a huge issue that Europe is facing with these refugees from the Middle East, and virtually all of them Muslim. Uh, so you, you don't know if they're radical or not. You don't know if they're going to assimilate into your culture or, or not. You don't know if they're going to try to, you know, push for Sharia law or not. And now they're saying three million more could arrive by the end of next year. Think of that. Three million. Three million. Man, that is a... I mean, it's 8,400 a day in some countries. It's like 10,000. What, what did they have in, uh, was it Hungary that had 300,000? No, I think it was Croatia. 300,000 in Good a month. And that gosh. was uh, well, about 10% of their population, uh, like an extra 10%. It's actually like yeah. eight, but, uh, you know, it's a lot. Think about it's that, adding that many people to your country. Now, they're saying 3 million people uh, into uh, Europe by the end of 2016. You know, I don't, I don't know what happens there. Like, I, you know, there's almost like it can't be good. There are multiple levels of worry, right? Yeah, you could worry about of the three million if ten thousand are uh, ISIS uh, <clears throat> friendly. You've got a <clears throat> massive problem in your in your con- yeah. on your continent. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's the highest level. Then you have the level of well, your culture is going to change if you bring in three million people doing different things, and and I, you know that's a concern for a lot of people as well. And I think that beyond that though, there's just that logistical, mm-hmm. pragmatic. What do you do with them? How do you, what do you do with these people? Where do you put them? Where, when they need their free medical care, who pays for that? Uh, when they need all these things that, uh, you know, all of mm-hmm. you know, Europe has, as they bragged about for forever, telling us how stupid we are for not ha- giving everybody free treatment and uh, free perks. Well, well health is ha- right in every other industrialized nation. Right. We hear that all the time. Yeah. Not to mention, uh, you know, paid leave <clears throat> time. No, good luck and, with that. And, all, and, and free daycare for children. And how, who pays for that? It's not the, the millions of migrants who are fleeing ISIS and mm-hmm. coming into your society with, uh, with no uh, marketable European skills. I mean, obviously, some things can translate from both, uh, both uh, societies. But, you know, like, there's not a, it's not a long-term migration progress here. These are people running for their lives, a lot of them. Um, and then, of course, there's also some that are probably really bad. So you, you combine all that together, yeah. that is an insurmountable problem. Now... We had a situation here last year where um, uh, a lot of remember the when there was just that influx of uh, Mexican migrants coming across the border mm-hmm. from South America, um, and a lot of the children. A lot of the projections said 
it was going to be millions, uh, you know, and it didn't wind up panning out to millions. So perhaps this is just wrong and it will slow down and things will change. Yeah. You know, I mean, hopefully, I, you know, I, I, if ISIS is really bombing planes, um, there's pro they're probably going to have a mess on their hands. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, probably there's going to be some countries that don't like that that much and and, and start coming back and, and pushing them, you know, taking them more seriously. Um, Russia so far is saying, by the way, they think that that is, that it's not an ISIS bomb. Really? Which I found to be an interesting thing because it's their plane, right? Like it's a Russian yeah. plane. So who's going to be most pissed off? You'd think Russia. Mm -hmm. If they're saying no, either they actually believe for some reason it's not true or they think that we are trying to draw them in mm -hmm. to the region to help, uh, you know, that we're trying to say. And I think Glenn mentioned this kind of on the air. Uh, I think it was t this morning or, or yesterday where it was one of those things where it's like, uh, are we saying it's ISIS to try to get Russia involved to take on ISIS mm -hmm. instead of helping Assad? Um, that's at least one of the theories that's been tossed around. So I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a scary story. That's a big deal. Uh, you, you know, terrorist attacks on planes yeah, tend to be uh, big stories. Yeah, they, big they stories. do. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and there's a look at some of the wreckage and... Yeah, it's just a really bad story. But, uh, and you would think if Russia had an inkling that it was ISIS, that they'd be pissed enough to, to go after ISIS. I, I don't know. It's, it's a weird world. And there's a lot of weird alliances there between Russia and Assad and, and us and the rebels. And I, I mean, I, I don't know what to make of half of it. And so hmm. it's, a, it's a confusing situation, kind of like the mess in Bosnia, Herzegovina, and Inagata Davida that we got into. Mm -hmm. And there was just no no need for that. Um, it should long. never be. It's in, just too long. In a a song, first Way too long. It's too I mean, who needs an eight minute drum solo? I don't. No, I, don't I don't need it. I don't need that. I don't need it, Jeffy. At the it. time. At the time. That's because you were high, Jeffy. Yeah. At the time, you were high. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, by the way, I thought this was a good tweet uh, I got earlier this morning, um, talking <clears throat> about the immigration problem in Europe, um, and obviously there are a lot of problems we've discussed. But we did not discuss this one. Uh, this person uh, tweets, um, what I'm more worried about is that the entire continent of Europe will capsize. Oh, man. <laughs> if they yeah, all go to one I, side, that is a, a worry. major problem. That's, that is a worry. That you could tip over and uh, capsize. capsize. It was Hank that. Johnson who first brought that uh, concern to light. Esteemed congressman the esteemed Georgia. congressman from Georgia who was worried about uh, Guam. When we were going to send 10,000 Marines. Now, if only 10,000 Marines can make Guam tip over and capsize, uh, 3 million migrants in Europe, I would think, would be able to do the job. And I, I, I for one, don't want to see Europe tip over and capsize. I don't want to see it. Am I alone on that? I mean, maybe uh, it's just... Apparently. Me. Apparently. Uh, Nobody you know, else seems to be... Is this the ISIS attack we should be worried about? They want to <laughs> flip Europe over. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Luckily, it's connected. Uh, you know, to other continents, uh, mm -hmm. you know. Right. Asia might keep it anchored maybe, enough. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. But maybe. you're talking three million people. It could happen anyway. That's it might just lot. break in half, you know. <laughs> kind of like, like the Titanic when it went up and then it goes right, right. like that. Yeah, it's yeah. Be that type of thing. Oh, man, I hope not. It's not good. So more than 700,000 people have come to Europe seeking sanctu sanctuary or jobs so far this year, overwhelming the reception centers and border authorities. So 700,000 this year. And then, as we said, they expect three million next year. So it's already a massive problem. They don't know what to do with it. 
like Hungary is putting razor wire up at their borders trying to keep people out. Germany seems to to have this open border policy where, you know, come on in. And I, I don't know and how long that's going to last. to take these people, right? I mean, we did yeah. the story, the, the small town of 100 yeah. people, 102 people. They're making them take 1,000. I mean, Angela insane. Merkel seems to have the wrong... The, uh, the wrong theory with this, but I I don't know what you do. She obviously doesn't want to look like a hater, like she's not. She wants to help people. Everybody does, but you do have to consider yourself when you're taking on this kind of load. And I just don't know where you draw the line or how. Uh, one of the EU ministers said that the only way you could stop this is with is by shooting people, um, and you don't want to do that. No. So I don't know what you do. He no. says you'd have to wall. The entire continent of Europe to keep it from happening. So, in the meantime, since nobody seems to have an idea of how to stop it, it just continues, and you just continue to welcome three million more people in, mm. with all their different cultures, with all their different uh, ideologies, with their different mindset. As some of them surely are radical, uh, some of them certainly are going to be jihadists, and they're going to wreak havoc in the countries uh, where they wind up. I'm glad it's not us. And, yeah, you know, too. so far it's not. And luckily, it's you know, you know, ISIS isn't that serious of a threat. You know, um, especially well, they're the JV team. First of all, they're the JV team, which is a yeah. great point. Right. You know, it's like Al Qaeda. Kobe Bryant Al is the, play the JV the team. varsity. That's it. And uh, and ISIS is the JV. Yeah, it's an easy victory. Uh, that's right. but that's that's separate from what I'm thinking, which is the real threat is, of course, the climate. Uh, you know, it's not it's not these people. Well, that's that are our beheaded. number one right. national security issue. Right. Like, I mean, think uh, about this. Think about this for a second. You've seen those photos of uh, ISIS uh, mm -hmm. beheading Christians on the beach. Right. If we don't act, that beach will be underwater and they won't be able to behead people on that beach. On high tide, the beach is already underwater. During high tide. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I didn't realize so. how fast this is. Proves yeah. what I've been saying. It's, just, this it's going faster time. than you even anticipated. It happened just so, like that, man. Mm. I mean. The damn moon is the problem here. That's mm -hmm. one of the problems. I mean, yes, climate change is, is a uh, crisis. Mm -hmm. But the moon is another problem. We it keeps rising our tides. We need to blow up the moon. We've we need to blow up years. the freaking moon so we stop these high tide things mm -hmm. from Thank happening. You. Thank you. Um, by the way, a new poll uh, is out on the climate. How worried are you about global warming? Oh, my gosh. 99% of us are super Doppler 99, worried. 99. Well, super Ninety nine point nine. It's definitely in excess of percent. You'd think our super Doppler mega worry. It's a little less in the very worried category. A little less in the very worried category. Just so can you bring it down a little bit? Your estimate of okay. How many ninety five point six percent? It's lower than that. No, it can't. No, it can't be. All right, I'm going to say ninety. Very worried. Ninety four percent. Yeah, it's a. All right, I'm going to go a faulty all the way down to eighty five. Well, there's 85%. a margin of error, I'm sure. Okay. I, you know, it's yeah, plus or minus um, like 50 points. 85 though is a good number. 85. Yeah. Okay, it, so it's 85 percent of us are, the, are very are the super people who are mega Doppler worried. 85 percent of us of the people are not very worried about it. Are are very worried about it? 85 percent of the people are not very worried. 15 percent <laughs> are. Very They're just worried. misinformed. That, you know what? It's, it's the, the Republican lies. It's the Republican, it's the Republican lies. The Jews, They're yeah, so good. The Jews are at fault. The Jews and the Republicans mm -hmm. are spinning everything from health care to climate change. It's their lies. Mm -hmm. And we just haven't explained this problem well enough. Right. Yep. That's the issue. Um, in fact, more people are not at all worried than are very worried. 
Not at all. Like, not even like, ah, you know, I guess it could be an issue at some point. That's not my, even that. That's where I am. That's where I am. Too. Not at all. Um, because I, I have, <laughs> even if, uh, you know, some of this stuff winds up being dangerous, I have so much faith in, you know, capitalism to solve these things um, that I, mm-hmm. you know, I... I just don't it's not it's not an actual worry even if you were to say that all the science was right um you know they talk about uh, the 20 foot sea level rise uh, in which is what we're going to be talking about a wonderful world of this weekend you know that could happen in a couple thousand years um like does who the who's the denier here are we the deniers for saying you know i wouldn't get too freaked out about a 20 foot sea level rise in a couple thousand years or are they the deniers to think that we won't come up with anything new in 2,000 years to solve this problem if it is one. Yeah. You know, you really believe that we're not going to come up with something to improve the situation over 2,000 years or 1,000 years or 100 years or 50 years? I mean, it's just embarrassing. Their argument is so bad. Um, 24% are, are not, so it's 17% not worried at all. So 17 to 15% not worried at all to, to very, very worried. worried. Yep. And then another 24% are not very worried. Um, 44% are somewhat worried. Again, that's not a lot. Somewhat? No. I mean, somewhat and not very are pretty close to each other, aren't they? Yes. <laughs> you know, I'm somewhat concerned. It's not like it's, it's really, uh, uh, it's a high level of concern and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, uh, you know, burn down SUV dealerships. It's not like that, like that's not the split here. It's mm-hmm. somewhat and not very. Those people are all kind of like, I mean, yeah, I've heard about it on the news, but I mean, I, it doesn't seem to really be doing anything. That's kind of what that is, right? I mean, it's, mm-hmm. you know, um, and so that's the vast majority of people. Some people say not at all worried. And then uh, the lo- smallest category in the entire poll, uh, of course, is very worried. The people that, the only people that would even be generally close to those Al Gore would not call deniers. Yeah. Those are Barack Obama is very worried about it. Yeah. Yeah, John uh, Kerry. John Kerry uh, is very Al worried Gore, about it. James Pelosi. Hansen. Yeah. You know, those sorts of people. And those people would call everyone in every other category, including those people that are just somewhat worried. Those people are all deniers to them. Mm-hmm. So, again, at the, and, and just being very worried is not enough to be in the Al Gore category. No, you've got to be in full-fledged panic. Full-fledged panic. Full-frontal you know, panic 20-foot right sea level rise is coming any moment. So mm-hmm. this is not just, oh, I'm very worried about that. Oh, there comes a, here comes a big wave. I'm very worried. I'm very worried. No, it's more than that. It's run the other direction when you're Al Gore. Um, and so, but, by the way, they split this up by religions, I thought was interesting, mm-hmm. partially because they did it because of uh, the Pope's visit when he was sort of endorsing this. There has been an increase among Catholics of very worried from 6% to 13%. Oh, um, wow. So I, and that, I don't know if that's a directly it's a big res- spike. Yeah, it's, it, is. it is. I bet it is. Um, there's a I slight increase. Visit. Uh, and it's two polls, and they're all within the margin of error except that number. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, there, so there was a bit of an increase there um, from the Pope, and that would make sense. Evangelicals, only 10% th- are very worried. Uh, Protestants, uh, non-evangelical Protestants, 11% are very worried. The nation as a whole, 15%. So they left us out completely. Mormons. Uh, Mormons are negative five percent. By the way, Jeffy, you might get worried about uh, climate change uh, with this story. Um, economists are now warning that a warmer planet means less sex. Yeah, no, I saw the study because they, you know, they've often said that uh, heat waves mm-hmm. end up causing more babies, you know, nine months from now. But they've done some studies inside the story that say that that's not true. And um, Okay. I mean, I mean that's fine. You know. I'm, we have air conditioning still, do, don't we? 
Well, not well, if uh, the climate change people get a hold of you. Yeah. Then you're getting rid of that. Uh, That's bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is very bad. Yeah, you don't want to be sweaty and it's not a no. good no. sweat. I mean, you no. you with physical activity already, don't they don't really agree with each other. <laughs> um, no, you can't have it be all sweaty. That. That's why. I mean, just getting up out of your chair can cause you to break out into a massive sweat. Well, it depends on you know what kind of what kind of meat you had to eat the night before. <laughs> so it's meat sweat. Is it that, is. Is that what, yeah, that's really yeah. icky. Thank you. Uh, more patents to coming up. <laughs> that's why you want to. Really icky. Yeah. We, no, we don't want to hear anymore. But I nice. This, you know, our new partners, our new friends, our, our, I think they're besties now. I think we call them besties, the Iranians. Uh, they celebrated the anniversary of the American uh, takeover of our embassy in Tehran in 1979 by uh, taking, taking out some American flags. This is great. As you see, we got the, the friendship flag back here with Iran and, and America almost hand-in-hand hand joining together in our flag. So they got out a bunch of American flags and got out some effigies of our president so that they could it, set them on fire. Hmm. And they all gathered to, to burn them and cheer and chant, death to America. <laughs> those crazy kids. Oh, those crazy kids over there. And they're joking and uh, playing around. Uh, new and large anti-U.S. propaganda posters, including one mocking the raising of the American flag at Iwo Jima, were spotted in Tehran. NBC News reporter estimated the crowds at the demonstration numbered in the thousands. We're here to say down with the USA, 59-year-old teacher who gave his name as Abdullah said. We will never uh, let to open this embassy again. It was not embassy it was place for spies. How many times have we said Oh, that? my gosh. Over and over it and over like I said that. was you not actually, embassy. It was place for spies. You actually have a bumper sticker on your car I have that two says of them. Not, I have two. not embassy. It was not embassy. It was place for spies. People ask me about it all the time, and they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Don't be stupid. You know what <laughs> they, that's about. They do ask you what they you're do. talking they about. Because like, you're not specific yeah. about it being no. Iran-related no, at all. No, I don't say anything about Iran. It just says Iran. not embassy. I just figure people should spies, know. Right. Yeah, this is not embassy. It's place for spies. Mm -hmm. And uh, people are like, what are you talking about there? And I'm like... Don't play coy with me. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. Oh, you're very don't do you're it. very specific about that. You get very upset. <laughs> I saw Pat once um, beat a man within an inch Almost of his life death. with Almost a, with a death. hoe. Yeah, um, because he questioned yeah. that bumper sticker. Yeah. Um, so then I ran see, over him with a backhoe, and I did, did kill right, him. You did. You I did, did kill him. I, I was going to include that. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, I thought that was unrelated, maybe about a different bumper sticker. Uh, but <laughs> no, it was the same one. <laughs> it was the same bumper sticker. Same one. Okay. By the way, we need an update. If anyone uh, wants to do. A new Photoshop of Pat's car. Yeah. Um, just keep adding to the ones we've already put out there. We need to see the bumper stickers. It's actually stickers. probably going to have to be like a Volkswagen van now. Because yeah. Because there's so many bumper stickers So many. On it. Well, yeah, you can make them smaller, too. Mm -hmm. They don't all have to be like the size of the car. 
Anti-U.S. slogans were chanted, of course, as I mentioned, just a day after Iran's Supreme Leader explained that the familiar death to America refrain was aimed at policies, not people. Bull Whatever. Crap. Yeah, this is just such Shut bull up. crap. Such bull crap. Then the backlash against U.S. and Iran seems to gather force after the nuclear deal. Uh, on Tuesday, the eve of the 36th anniversary of the takeover, uh, state television announced the arrest of a Lebanese-American missing for weeks. After he had been invited there by the government, he was accused of spying. Uh, Ayatollah Ali Khamenei, Supreme Leader, said the Death to America slogan is eternal. New anti-American billboards in Tehran include the mockery. We told you about that. Uh, the backlash comes as they're preparing for parliamentary elections in February that constitute a litmus test of uh, President Rouhani's policies. Seems that hardliners using the intelligence unit of the Revolutionary Guard have started rounding up journalists, activists, and cultural figures as a warning that the post-nuclear deal period cannot lead to further relaxation or political demands. State-sanctioned media has been busy producing a litany of anti-American uh, conspiracy theories. Iran's press TV website even published an article raising the possibility that the CIA was responsible for downing a, a Russian jetliner. Uh, Iranian news has also given a prominent mention to the network of American and British spies rounded up by the guards' agents. These are good partners, man. This, yeah. is, this is who you want to make a deal with. It is. Right? I think so. Yeah, this uh, is who. Yeah. I mean, I trust them. Don't you? Yeah, well, I mean, they, they gave their word. Right. They signed documents. You, you, can't, go, you can't go back on that. I understand there was even a pinky promise involved. Oh, I don't think so. I think that's, you know? that's, that's a conspiracy they thing. Been, okay. yeah. They don't think they go that All right. far. All right. uh, they, they, no, no, no. That might actually be against Sharia law. I'm not sure. A pinky promise? Well, you're, if it was with yeah. a woman, then you, you probably right. would you can't be do against it. the law. You can't do it. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is obviously outside of our administration. I don't think there's anyone who would think that this was a good idea. I mean, it's just, you know, I think there's a general, like, for example, if... Saudi Arabia trusts Iran and makes a deal with them. It's not crazy for me here in the United States to say, oh, good for them. I'm glad they're not, nothing's getting stirred up over there. Because mm -hmm. I don't want to deal with it, right? I don't want to be the one that has to deal with it. So mm -hmm. they can make all the deals they want. And I think that's how the rest of the world feels about this. They're saying, well, look, I don't want the United States and Iran going to war because that's going to drive everyone in. So, yeah, whatever, let them make deals. But the bottom line is we're the ones that are going to have to deal with this when it goes bad. We're the ones that are going to have to, uh, to, to handle the terrorists that come over and start blowing up our planes or start attacking our allies or whatever happens. And, you know, I think that's why we're the ones that are kind of like being the most skeptical about this outside of Israel, who is really the ones that are really going to have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's like the people who, you know, like I don't know what Belgium thinks about it. I'm sure they're great people. Um, but I don't know that I care that much. The only, the only thing I want Belgium to do is continue to make waffles. Uh, other than that, I want them to shut their mouths. I don't really care. Is that wrong of me? You know what? It is wrong of you. Is it? Um, all right. It really is. Just continue to bring the waffles. But, well, That's yeah. all I want. Yeah, just bring the Belgium. waffles. Belgium. That's what I always think about the border sometimes. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, people, they're always like, well, we need to, uh, you know, uh, have, you know, diversity of culture. And we need to have uh, workers for jobs that America just want to. If Mexico was smart, they'd just say we're not going to let you, we're not going to import Mexican food anymore. I would be for opening the borders in a second. 
If you have withheld queso from mm -hmm. us, mm -hmm. I wouldn't even. I would tell all the border agents to go home. That's right. Uh, you can do. That's you right. come over, steal things from us, and we'll, leave. We'll make your whole freaking country the 51st state. Yeah, seriously, care. whatever you want, <laughs> whatever, whatever you want. Whatever. If you withheld queso, um, <laughs> I, I don't understand why they don't think of that. Actually, I don't know if you know this. We can make our own now. I doubt um, it. I, yeah, I, I don't do. Think really? That's, that's mm. you know what that is? Appropriation of culture. Oh, cultural. Yeah appropriation in which we're taking someone else's culture yeah. for our own benefit yeah right. Uh, right i don't know if you've learned anything on the glenn beck program lately mm. but apparently not. <laughs> apparently uh, not we have to let only mexicans make queso okay all right well also if you know note that they make queso you're also a racist mm, yes and you have yes, you have so noted no, that I'm, so I'm, now you're a racist the bottom line is we're all racists right um, that's the All right. And we'll be back with more racism. Where uh, is the queso? We Where's just talked about it. The, the waffles. waffles. I'll oh take waffle, waffle fries with queso on top. Oh. That's the way to do this. Solve some freaking problems oh. around here, okay? Back. Uh, hi, and welcome to Pat and Stu. This morning on uh, on uh, morning cup of postum with uh, Frank and Susie, um, <laughs> they had uh, Ben Carson on, and they were all stunned by something outrageous. Right? He had to say, "Here's a look at it. You tell me, <laughs> you Ben Carson fans." You Well, the pyramids were made in a way that they had hermetically sealed compartments. You wouldn't need hermetically sealed compartments uh, for a sepulcher. You would need that if you were trying to preserve grain over a long period of time. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> what? Not me. Not going. Go to Willie. <laughs> Willie. I kind of want to know now how old Ben Carson thinks the Earth is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you say something yeah. like that, you have, for a conservative, uh, opened yeah. the conservative door. Do you believe yeah. the Earth is 5,000 years old? Do you believe mm -hmm. it's billions of years old? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Who cares? I, I, then, because this is some really, really quirky stuff. Uh, okay. If you missed it, the point Ben Carson was making was uh, Joseph made the pyramids, right? He seemed to be saying Joseph, the guy, right. you know, from Coat of Many Colors. He said this like in 1998 at a graduation at a Costco. <laughs> no, well. In this one. No, yeah. They, so somebody asked him about they it found, they dragged They drug up the video of his, of his speech. Yeah. And then they, then they confronted him at the Costco. All right. And so, he said... Yes. So he thought that the pyramids were built to store grain rather than Pharaoh dead bodies. And, and his point was they were hermetically sealed to keep the grain fresh. So you wouldn't need that with dead bodies, right? Because they've already sealed up right. the mummies and they've, they've taken all the, all the precautions. So Joe's point seems to be that now he must, that opens him up to the scrutiny of how old do you think the world is? <laughs> what? What? First, why? And the others don't even understand it, first of all. I'm not me. I don't know what he's talking about. I, I, why? Let's say he does believe the pyramids were built for grain. So what? 
I mean, so what? And the other thing is, <laughs> it's a good point. If he does think the world is five thousand years old, again, so what? That's quirky, Pat. How does that matter? Look, I'm not a I'm not a Big Ben Carson fan. I, but how does that matter in the scope of you're gonna you're going to be president of the United States? Well, he can't be president if he thinks that the world is five thousand years old. Why? <laughs> how does that affect us? In, Anyway, how does that affect a single policy? How? How? I, well, carbon dating goes right out the window at that point. Maybe he'll do an executive order against carbon dating. I don't, I don't know what the hell that has it's anything to do with. More than anything else, it's this <laughs> it's the dumbest thing of all time. Essentially an effort to try to make Ben Carson look dumb. Yes. Yeah, a, a neurosurgeon that's separated you know, conjoined twins. A religious neurosurgeon, um, yeah, by the way. But, yeah, but that's the point. The point is to make him and other religious people yeah. look stupid. Um, I, I don't understand. I don't. Let's say Joseph, I mean, I, I think what they're saying, I think the Joseph problem here is they believe the pyramids to be older than uh, Joseph having built them. Right? Is that, I, I, I guess, that is that... I guess. Is that, is that the point there? Um, Joseph couldn't have built them because they were there to begin with. Guess, they yeah. were there before. Because that was his, what he said, uh, what Ben said in his speech was that uh, talking about... Um, uh, spoons? Talking about spoons. Uh, no, no, can you give me, do you have the actual quote of what he said or can you, can, can you, can yeah, you because summarize? What he talked about was he said some people believe aliens... Uh, built the pyramids. Built the pyramids. Yeah. Right. Oh, he, he was about talking about that? He said that some people believe that, yeah. Okay. And, that, then, and that was the original speech. And then he brought up that he believed that... In his speech, he talked about, I believe that it was for the... Uh, that Joseph for built it for the grain, yes. With that, I mean, is that a horrible thing? That they built it for, for grain storage rather than for Pharaoh storage? I, I, what, I can't for the life of me understand why that's an issue. Like, I, I, I don't, you know, or how that course. opens up to the age of the earth, or if it does open that up. Why that matters. Why that matters. Yeah, I mean, I, I um, tend to be, wow. uh, I, like, I, I haven't put a lot of time thinking about what they the do age with the of pyramids. the earth. I don't, I don't freaking care. Oh, I don't care either. I couldn't uh, care less. I couldn't care less. I don't care who built them. Yeah. I my, don't care why use... they were there. They could have been really big 7-Elevens. I don't give a rat's ass. I, maybe that's where they sold ancient Egyptian Slurpees who ca- and 12-day-old <laughs> hot dogs. I don't care! I don't care! <laughs> maybe that's where you gassed up your camel. I don't care! I don't, I don't care. I don't think you have to put gas on a camel. Do you have to put gas on a camel? You did no. back in those days. In, in those days, okay. Yeah, yeah which opens it up to how old I think the earth is. <laughs> what I find... Uh, <laughs> talk about gassing up your camel. It, yeah. it does. It does. Yeah. It's a little what, I, what I found just adorable <laughs> about this approach, though, is, you know, like, you're trying to get a guy to look like an idiot mm-hmm. who's a neurosurgeon. Yeah. He's... A freaking right. neurosurgeon. How dumb can he now, be? Look, is Not he right dumb. on this? Is he wrong? I don't like, know. Who, I don't care. I don't, a, I don't care. I mean, that's I, prominently, I don't care at all. But B, even if he were to be mistaken on this uh, completely, and he's just uh, just totally wrong, the guy, like, the question is, is this guy an intelligent person? And I don't see how yeah. you come to any conclusion well, other than he is. Obviously, the only reason any of this matters to them is. Well, it's the only reason they'll say it matters to them 
first, the real reason is they hate religion. But the, but the reason they'll say is, well, it goes to his judgment. This goes to his judgment. This shows you if he believes the world is yeah. only 5,000 years old, that shows that he, he's not a good, he doesn't have good judgment. Shut up. There is no scenario under which that figures into anything, any kind of decision he has to make. It, yeah. it, it, it doesn't matter at all. It goes to science issues. No, well, you doesn't. know what? He's uh, supposedly a conservative that doesn't want the government funding all of the science issues anyway. Um, obviously, some of that's going on. Um, but, you know, his approach would be to do it through the private sector. He would know he's conducted a lot of science on mm. the private sector, including uh, operating on babies in the womb. Yeah. Oh, sorry, uh, Volkswagens. In, in the, the womb. womb. Mm-hmm. Or right. spoons. Yeah, vegetables, some vegetables. We don't know what they were. They were nothing. They certainly weren't human, though. No, no. That I know. No, I mean, they might be human now, some of them. Maybe. uh, Maybe. Some of them were born uh, uh, forks and knives and uh, entire play settings. There were a few plates that came out that he operated on. Uh, And then uh, there was an Audi that came out of somebody. A full-sized Audi A6. Oh, really? That's yeah. nice. Yeah. I mean, you gotta, you got to go to the car wash, obviously. Yeah. She had uh, to have some but... surgery done afterward. But <laughs> no doubt. She's okay now. Oh, good. She's all right. Oh, good. Did yeah. she drive the child? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She drove the kid home. That's good. Yeah. That's so. I mean... <laughs> you don't need a car seat for that. That's, that's the great part. No. You don't need a car stop. seat. No. That's right. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's just a weird thing. I don't know. I mean, I mean cars, if... look, he's, he's in the lead. He, he, I will say this about... Uh, to, to give some... Uh, look at the other side here for a second. Mm-hmm. Ben Carson is a weird candidate in that he is has been completely out of our public eye this entire his, our entire lives. Right. We don't know who this yeah. guy is. Right. We don't know what he said. That's right. And in conjunction with that, he's been a very active speaker. He's been talking, just we haven't heard him. Right. So, so he's got a lot. He's of stuff on record out there saying and, yeah, a lot of crap lot. over a long period of time. Yeah. And there is an issue here that they could I mean, find some weird stuff. They're going to find him saying something that uh, you know I don't think it's grain in the pyramids. And you know I don't think he's going. I don't think he's a nut job. I don't think he's a bad guy by any means. But you know, over a long period of time, you're you're speaking to a room of 200 people. You might have some views. Either it's religion or diet mm-hmm. or. Um, uh, you know, uh, uh, medical issues. Uh, you know, I know he has had some issues with that uh, that Manatech product or whatever that he says he didn't have a, a, yeah, a relationship with. Yeah, he takes with. it, but he didn't endorse it. Yeah, which is kind of a weird line he's drawing there. Anyway, yeah. he, but he's been he's he's been a well not just a neurosurgeon, a well known uh, making the speech rounds neurosurgeon for a long freaking time. Mm-hmm. And so he's probably said a lot of. They probably have dozens and dozens of clips that they think are damning on this guy. And they're going to be unearthing them as we go forward. Remember when? Uh, Do you want that in the general election? Yeah, it's got, it is dangerous. You know, it I, is, I don't. It doesn't disqualify him. No. Um, but, but you do wonder what they're going to dig up. Yeah. I mean, I believe yeah, me, sure it's nothing short of stuff. what what they'll find on Trump. I mean, but, they'll find thirty thousand things worse on this Trump. This age sure. of the Earth thing, and I don't know a single Christian who believes the, the Earth is five thousand years old. I mean, it might be seven. <laughs> I, so what? It might be seven. It might be ten. It might be fifty thousand years old. It might be four billion. And I, I don't. don't care. I don't, care, I, I don't care. And the other thing is, we don't know because even if you, even if, and I do, uh, subscribe to creationism, and I do, how dare or intelligent oh design, gosh. whatever you oh want to call dear, it. Did you hear that? Going to break. Did you hear? I don't know how long break. Adam and Eve were in the Garden of Eden. Could have been four billion years. What do I know? 
It could have been 5 billion years. It could have been 16 minutes. I don't know. Because, so for a long time, the earth existed while they were in the garden, right? I mean, so I could go with the theory that it's 4 billion years. I don't care. What do I care? Oh, my gosh. I don't care. I can't believe he said it. I don't care. I really, I mean, it could be 15 minutes old. Right, like, Except for the fact that I'm older than that, well, so I know it's this not. Is what, this is how they get you on this. <laughs> well, uh, Earth, 5,000 years old. Uh, well, that, that, you know what that shows is it shows your opinion. Because uh, and, and, if I say I don't on care. Science. I don't, you don't care about science. Like, for example, evolution, it shows that. Well, you know what? I don't care about that either. Yeah, and you know what? Okay. Evolution is not science. You, don't, you, don't, you can't prove it. But, but you beyond can't prove that, it. I don't They'll say care. carbon dating can prove, but even that is an inexact but science. I, you can't tell me exactly again, through carbon dating. To your previous point. Point, Pat. What policy is going to be affected by Ben Carson believing or not believing in evolution? Believing and not believing His in the policy on ISIS. Yeah, no, yeah nothing. Nothing. Right. He's going to go out there and he's going to raise or lower healthcare? taxes what independent on his belief of what happened four billion years ago. Yeah. What if he believes the earth is, is 5,000 years old? That doesn't provide for uh, like uh, social security. <laughs> I don't think I understand or, or you understand. <laughs> I okay, I really don't. More patents do, though, that you won't understand is coming up. Like, I mean, if, you, if you want to think about evolution, look at Jeff. He obviously has not evolved. He has not evolved. He, never he is the missing link. He, well, oh, my gosh, he's right. He's been here the whole time. He seems to be right in front of us. The reverse link, but like he's devolving. Right. Yes, he does seem to be that, doesn't he? <laughs> Triple eight seven two seven Beck Patton Stew. Uh, we just carbon dated the Earth. It is eighty four million three hundred sixty thousand two hundred twenty three uh, million years and forty eight <laughs> minutes thirty nine seconds. Settled. Done. Done. It's eighty four million and change <laughs> years. I always love that because they always be like, "Well, it's what is it? What is it? Actually, four billion years or three point eight? Yeah, they, yeah. they yeah, say four, <laughs> right. like four point really, five. You can it's tell like, the difference, there. right? Like I always love that. Mm-hmm. If like, well, if I were to say, so if I were to say it's four billion years, you say it's three point eight billion years or whatever. <laughs> if I were to say it's four billion years, would I be a deny? A yeah, denier? yeah. You're, you're lopping off five hundred million because years. I would That's be a lot missing of time. by hundreds of millions right. of years. That's I right. should be a yeah. science denier. Don't do it, douche. Okay. According. Uh, all right. First of all, according to Google, it's 4.543 billion. Okay, 4. thank you for Got being it. specific. Uh, we're going to be... take a look at some uh, some uh, Friday kind of uh, fun trailers here because there's uh, three really good trailers out for uh, a movie called 13 Hours, The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi. Here's a look at that movie. ambassador at risk. You gotta send us. You're not the first responders. You will wait. Let's go! We gotta move! We have no jurisdiction in this country. We're not even supposed to be here. Losing the initiative. Stand down! If you do not get here soon, we are all gonna die. None of you have to go. But we are the only help they have. Coming in! 
Ryan, we're on property! Chief, are we expecting any friendlies? I am not aware of any friendlies. Let them come. Including the one talking to you right now. You're not giving orders anymore. You're in my world now. I haven't thought about my family once tonight. Thinking about them now. Up here in the middle of all this. Shoot that son of a bitch! Thinking about my girls, man. crap i can't yeah, believe they made that movie it is amazing i certainly think we saw this before i guess maybe Jeez. when dan and i were filling in but it looks really good yeah, yeah it does look really good phenomenal i mean there's a part where he says stand down yeah i mean like uh, and yeah. it's a, a michael bay movie yeah. and the guy from the office is in it and the guy from suits is in it <laughs> daniel hardman from suits uh, I, I gotta tell you these guys are a special breed you watch that and it's like wow. holy crap you're running uh, into you, that you situation can't imagine doing it can no. you no no. The, the heroism, the heroism of these guys is just, just on a bravery diet. Mind-boggling. Been trying to cut down. Phenomenal. We don't. We take them for granted. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, movies like this remind you that there are people like that out there. Um, also, something on a, on a somewhat lighter scale: uh, the Peanuts movie trailer. Let's watch. <laughs> Here's a look at that before I cry. One of those stars is my star, and I know that my star will always be there for me. Like a comforting voice saying, don't give up, kid. (sighs) Hey, gang, look, there's a new kid moving in. I just hope this new kid has never heard of me. It's not often you get the opportunity to start over with a clean slate. This time, things will be different. Charlie Brown needed a miracle. I just need to know the secret for doing something great. What he got was Snoopy. No job. This November. Look out, world, here I come. If you really want to impress people, you need to show them you're a winner. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind, I can... Century Fox presents. Okay, Snoopy, let's do this. Are you serious? Schroeder. Sally. Linus. Hey, Charlie Brown. Peppermint Patty. Two, no, three. Pig Pan. Lucy. You blockhead. Snoopy. And Charlie Brown. The new kid is coming. She's not that pretty. <laughs> From the imagination of Charles Schultz, 
and the creators of Ice Age and Rio. Hey! Comes the incredible story. There's a guy who's going places. Of an underdog. I can't believe I'm about to talk to the new girl. <sighs> and his dog. Hello? She said hello! The Peanuts movie. Big November 6th. Despicable. Despicable. <laughs> well, we have to discuss the elephant in the room. Charlie Brown is not with a... Uh, uh, he's not with a colored girl. Thank you. I don't think that's the right... The entire movie. I don't think that's the right... Full movie. No colored girl and Charlie Brown. There's no interracial kind of thing going on there. None. Did you see, um, did you see any? I don't think that's the... Not one. I, 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 I saw black people in it. But there, but Where? Charlie Brown doesn't have a black girlfriend, doesn't have a Hispanic girlfriend. No, I didn't. tell you another thing, Charlie Brown and Linus have never turned gay, uh, with each other no. at least. Well, no, there's not one transgendered person. There's not a gender fluid person. Zero diversity. There is no interspecies thing going on. This uh, is, um, I didn't see the dog kiss Lucy once, and that should happen. That By the way, these happen. are actual quotes. Uh, the from hell people, is going on? <laughs> um, uh, who are actually uh, fighting uh, and saying that the peanut yeah. movie is racist? It's actually mean, is a that, real complaint. Is that Come unbelievable? Yeah. You're supposed to put interracial relationships into Charlie freaking Brown. That's how crazy this world is now. And good luck getting through it. <laughs> There's no way.